Oh, not you three again. Ruffy! I've had a, a good conversation with the bookman here. He offered me a, a bit of a, a role as a, a junior librarian. About the length of an average pen, made of silvery metal, looks vaguely like a, a slug at this point, but is glowing red hot. Can I just say, trust me, you don't want to be carrying that around? I don't want it now. You can have it. Just just take it. You and I are friends, Raffi, and I don't want you to be in a situation like that ever again. You've reached T intersection mm. with the perpendicular passageway heading north. There is a shatter from Potentia's back. And now we continue. When when mm-hmm. I bought a potion of healing, mm-hmm. what kind of container did it come in? Would have been glass. So my question is, has one thing broken in my bag? Or has more than one thing broken in my bag? I mean, that's hard to say. You have to check, I I, suppose. I know, but more in terms of... It was one shatter noise. It was not multiple shatter noises. Okay. And your hip now yeah. is warm okay. on where your side bag um, is. Great. Great. She's gonna... I mean... The, in, in terms of messenger bag, it's 100% that strapped across you thing of like, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so the instinct is to pull the bag off, but still be holding it. Essentially, she's trying to check whether yep. or not there's a bunch of wet stuff about to drip out the bottom of her bag, because... Mm, doesn't seem like it, but there's definitely something moving in your bag. It, it's, cool. it, is, it is jostling. Um, uh, slugworm thing. The, the instinct is for her to just be like, uh, that's the t- worm thing. Worm thing, bad, in bag. Oh, no. Yeah. Does anyone have anything on their person that we um, can use to re-catch it? Because otherwise it's going to break a whole lot of other stuff that's in my bag. Is it reasonable to assume that Meredith has some kind of jar that she carries a trail mix in? Yeah. It did just break glass. There is a wave of humidity that rolls across all of you from that north passage it is a it is heat and damp and uncomfortable and 200 feet down this passageway to the north there is a glow a heat glow i've got a bad feeling about this guys 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 uh we we need to get out of here harold with your excellent perception something humanoid shaped Mm mm-hmm is making its way down the passageway towards you. No! Mm. And it is glowing red hot. Uh, Ben, I have a question. Mm -hmm. How Mm -hmm. deep through the ground are we right now? Let's say the sewer is a 10 foot high ceiling from where you are, and then five foot of stone above you. So 15, 20 feet. I'm gonna look to the group and just say, do I get out of here? Yes. Um, Because I'm going to say, right, like, this is potentially metagaming a little bit, but 
I only have four spell slots left, and I would imagine, based on previous conversations, we don't have very much. I have more than you think I do, but I can also get mm. out of here. Yeah. So I am asking I'm the question. I it's possibly wiser to get the hell out of Dodge. You have Misty Step, right? Yes, which is why I'm asking the question, because I can go 30 feet up. Do we need to keep the finger away from the golem? Because I'm assuming that's what... I'm going to say this thing is moving towards you with some speed and it will be 150 feet Hang away on. So at this point. That's, that's why I, literally all I've done is ask the group, do I get out of here? I know we're metagaming, yep. but like, yep, 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 I'm yep. asking, no, no, that's, that's the question I've asked because I need, I can't mm. give you more, I can't give the other characters more information than that. It took its move action yep. to come closer. My vote is... Yes, and then Meredith can just be like, go, we'll meet you there. She's looking at Harold particularly because he's got the books right now. Do you have a way to get out of here? I do, not for you, but I do. All right, just, just, yes, go. I Go. Books. I, I have a sorted, it's fine. Books. Okay, I'll, I'll hand my bag over. So I've now got your bag and my bag. Mm-hmm. Looking at Harold, I'd probably have just said, your brother, and I'm going to misty step up to the the road uh, and I'll turn to Meredith and say Meredith uh, I'm really sorry about this uh, I need you to hop onto my back uh, okay <laughs> and she's like eyeing the golem and how fast it's moving and she's like okay and then like jumps up and so as as um, as Meredith jumps onto my back Harold transforms into an elk yes. and just bolts I'm gonna double dash it the hell out 100 feet per round Oh. This is the best. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Except I've got one. Run except away. I've got. I know that I've got a bigger problem that I'm hanging on to right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Oh Harold wait. Sorry. Can I miss and... you? Up and then leg it. Basically, is what I would do because yeah. I would leg it to somewhere where I can't necessarily be seen on the street. You would be popping up popping up in Silverstone. Cool. You're in street. It is dark. It is nighttime. It looks like it's the middle of the night at this point. Um, not too many people around. You aren't that familiar with this part of the city. Which direction do you think uh, you're in? When you say I'm not that familiar, what I would like to do, essentially what the go- her goal is going to be is to get to where she's met her Harold's brother before. Okay, so the Irregulars. Yeah. The, that building? Okay. Give me a survival to do some direction in the city. Come on, dice. 17. 16 plus 1. My survival is... I'm a wizard. Okay. I'm not a survival human. I'm a... Yeah, get out of here and run! Like, Come on, dice. <laughs> Be nice. Oh, no. Yes. Give me an intelligence as well. Just a flight of intelligence. 14. Got a 10. So, 14. No, 13. Maths. Okay. You know that... The Irregulars building is west of you currently. You're not sure if there's a bridge to get there. You may need to head, like, you, like, orientate yourself. You have to head back that way, which should take you to Oak Row, and then you'll know where you are because you're, you know Oak Row. So you... Yeah, I mean, the thing is, essentially she's going to do that autopilot thing of, like, up and Mm -hmm. go, and then go as far, like, that's where I'm going, so I'm going to go the way that I know that I can get there. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, um, Harold, you are running down the sewer as an elk. Meredith clinging to your back. Meredith, can I please get you to make an acrobatics check? 
Uh, with yep. advantage, I imagine Harold's doing everything he can to try and keep you on his back. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so that is a 14 and a 9. Okay. You're able to cling on to the, the fur on his back Woo-hoo. without slipping off into the muck. So uh, up ahead of you, there's a goblin who is dragging a sack through the sewer. He sees an elk charging towards him. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you like to make an acrobatics or an athletics or like leap over him so you don't run into him? Yes, I'll make a athletics check. So an elk plus three, 16. You effortlessly... Uh, leap over the the goblin dragging this sack uh, without scraping your antlers too much on the ceiling. He like looks at you and he's like, I'm walking here! <laughs> the faint glow of the, the golem fading into the distance behind you. Potentia, you are running through the streets. Uh, cool. Yes, I'm basically, I've legged it. My, my thought bubble for, for context is that she would leg it. She doesn't want to be standing in the middle of the street. So she would go... <laughs> Like, knowing which way she had to go, she'd head for buildings and cover and stuff as a priority because... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she's running, holding Entering her back. buildings or just, like, running... Along, yeah, alleyways I think and... alleyways and stuff. Okay. But also, okay. like, mo- moving as fast as she can, but actively mm-hmm. trying not to draw attention. Like, she's not legging it down a main street. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. it's... She's got long legs. She can probably travel pretty far anyway. Yeah, okay. So you will uh, run down a street, turn a corner, and then down this street, you can see the wall that surrounds the inner part of mm-hmm. the city that separates Silverstone from Oak yep. Row. And you know that if you follow that that wall, you'll get to a gatehouse yes. um, where there will be yes. guards. Uh, it's not going to be the Irregulars, but it, you know there are yeah, guards that'll there. Yeah, that'll do. That, and that's, that's probably the, pri- the priority is... I've just left two people in a sewer. I don't know what's happened because realistically she's mm-hmm. gone with, probably before Harold's had a chance to go full elk, he's, to, to elk out uh, in the sewer. Mm-hmm. So her view is something's happened in that sewer. Yeah. Bye. Okay. Well, I think you, you run down this street and then you turn and you're running along the, yeah. the wall. Like along the, the base of the wall, and you can feel in your feet this vibration, this this thumping, mm-hmm. and that satchel bag you're still yep. holding, it's it's jostling yeah. around. Something in there wants to get out. Yeah. Now this is the question that I don't like asking normally, because I'm not that kind of DM. Is there something flammable in your messenger bag? Uh... I mean, what is in my, what I have currently got as listed in my messenger bag is my mess kit, which means probably not because it's like probably yeah, yep. metal or whatever. Uh, rations, so probably not necessarily like not without a significant amount no, of air. Probably not. Funnily enough, my what my like water skin is in there. So my like essentially, mm-hmm. I've got a bunch of water in there that's probably highly beneficial right now um and i've got mm. a healing potion which i think i'm about to lose because okay so any parchment or, or so or... no because she leaves all that on her desk and her spell book lives on her hip anyway like okay all right well um and also nothing catches fire i say and also because we know what we know about her spell book which uh mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. in terms of to, to contextualize in the same way that Ross did, the thing that I got that at the start was to basically make it an enduring spellbook. 
anyway. So um, it is less likely to be damaged by it fire. Can't, or it can't water be damaged by anything. fire or immersion in water. So essentially, whether it was in my bag or not, in a sense, wouldn't matter. But it, it's not. It lives like she carries that thing hip wise. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, nothing in your bag catches fire as you run down the yep. street. There is a pop, like yeah. a cork Because it's boiled um, um, and the pressure's gone off, yeah. Uh, and then you'd probably hear a, a sizzle. Harold, you, you run for a little bit longer and then you notice the golem isn't following you. I think we might be okay, Harold. In, with my elkish vision, do I see a, uh, like a sewer hole great yes you, you, you see you see you've been heading towards the the entry point you came down here so you see that ladder uh with the the sewer cover above it oh i don't think you can climb a ladder as an elk i don't think so either um i think that would be very difficult yeah so what i'll do i'll um i'll do that thing that you see cows do you know where they sort of I assume elk can do this too. Well, I don't know, actually. I don't really know about elk legs, but I presume I can sort of get low so that Meredith can, like... Climb off your back? Yeah. Yeah. She, like, slithers down to the floor. And then um, I'll change back into Harold. Uh, So now you're just Harold and Meredith in the sewer. Mm -hmm. Um, Somewhere in the distance, you can hear, like, echoing through the sewers, this, this thumping noise. I think we might have lost it for now. Yes, I, I think so. It, it kind of doesn't seem to be following us. I'm sort of worried that maybe it's after the uh, the broken piece of itself. So, which means it's after potential now. Yes, that's not good. We need to find her. I think so. Uh, I, I heard her say something about my brother before she sort of popped away. Which means she's headed for the irregulars, right? Yes, I, I, I would Is presume it the irregulars? so. All right, so. We need to get out of here and we need to go and help. Hey, hey, it's Kate here. Thank you so much for listening to this latest episode of Dungeons and Doctorates. If you're enjoying the show, why not recommend the podcast to a friend? It really helps us to grow our audience. It's bonkers to me that it's not just our friends listening to us anymore. If you have questions for our cast about the show or a submission for a mid-show message, head on over to dndoctorates.com. That's dndoctorates.com. You can also help support the show by checking out our merch over there or specifically at merch.dndoctorates.com. And for now, back to the action. But, Potentia, you see the guardhouse that lies uh, in the archway that separates one district from another in Feramastus, the outer from the inner wall, and you see a pair of guards on night watch sitting by a lantern playing cards. Um, I'd probably call out to them. It's like, I need help, help, I need help. Uh, They stand up. What what seems to be the problem? Um, In this... In the, in the, because she's just like legged it, so she's not exactly in breath right now. Um, in the 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 the, the sewers was was down there research. Um, a big thing, hot. Um, this, and she's just going to hand the bag over and say mm-hmm. a, into a heatproof heatproof. He takes the bag and passes it to his partner, who she takes the bag and opens it. Uh, and the the guard who you're talking with, he turns around. Miss, calm down. It's okay. Here, have some water. T- tell me what's what's going on, um, sir. There is something in here moving around. Close it. She'll close the bag. Heatproof. Too hot. Put in heatproof. Like this is the sort of words coming out as she's 
put in the... Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is a a thump, something that shakes the ground you're standing in, and the two guards you're with stop and, and look around. And then there's a second and a third, and a crack appears in the roadway, the middle of the road. This crack splits from one side of the road to the other, and then up through that crack is a blade glowing red hot that pierces through the ground and up and then retracts back down into below. Okay, so ascending the ladder out of the sewer, you find yourself in the cool, crisp air of a late night in Ferromaster City, lit by by lanterns on the side of the road. Harold, with your passive, you can hear uh, a crash in the distance. Mm-hmm. What kind of crash? Uh, do I have any inkling? Um, it's the sound of metal on stone. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I think I sort of hear it over in, in that direction. Uh, is it in the same direction as the Irregulars building? Um, it would be towards the gateway of the wall that separates this district from Oak Row. Mm-hmm. towards the university. Uh, you know, Harold, having grown up in the city, that to get to the Irregulars, you would either need to head back towards the university and go around through Lost Water, or like north and up across the ridge near the harbour. Mm-hmm. Which way, Harold? I'm completely lost. I have no idea where we are. From the gatehouse that I know I'm at, how far am I from the Irregulars? You're a long way. Yeah. You're, you've just gotten to Oak Row. You... You are much closer to Fairmaster University than the Irregulars, but the guard who you handed your bag to, she runs to a bell and starts ringing this bell. Yeah. What time is it? Uh, you don't have an exact I need, idea I, of the I time. I need how long has it been since I would have gotten up this morning, I would have left the house this morning. That's what I need. I'm calling this like 11 p.m. It is very late, possibly more than the eight hours for your mage armor. That's what I'm asking, yeah. Um, okay. Well, I think what we need to do is just sort of head towards the Irregulars building and hope we don't run into that thing on the way. You start to hear the sound of, in the distance, a bell ringing, an alarm bell. How would would you you know that as the the sound that the guards ring, the bell the guards ring when there's something happening? Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm going to guess that way. And Meredith, like, points towards where the sound is. Yeah. And then books it over in that direction okay so you're going to be running through the streets trying to make your way Uh, i don't even know if harold is that familiar with this part of the city um but you can still kind of like head in a direction and do okay can i this is a odd question but hopefully will make sense how far away from me and the guards and like anything that's not the spike that came out of the ground is that spike like what distance is there between spike and uh that spike would be 50 feet away from you and it's in the middle of the road there is nothing within 20 feet either any direction around great this is a main road as well it's like one of the biggest roads in the city it leads this road leads through the heart of the city and out into the countryside Um, what i would like to do 
is on that spot where that blade so like essentially knowing how far down that would be I would like to whip around and cast shatter at essentially the point under the ground that that would have gone through to come up to the surface does that make sense like so because I that's a 60 feet range for me and it's a 10 foot Mm -hmm. radius sphere so it should go 10 feet yeah it should hit the bottom of the if I'm right that it goes sewer five foot if I put it five foot down it should hit the bottom of the sewer and five foot above the ground okay yeah if that makes sense um and yes I know I'm about to damage the ground do I need to make a save con okay so it's not to avoid it it's just to withstand uh you take half of the damage on a success and uh you will also have to do it for the road the golem rolls a 16 and the road which i'm i don't know what the constitution of the road is i'm just gonna roll and see oh it rolls okay two. so the road is about to take all of this damage and the golem mm-hmm. is going to take half of 3d8 mm-hmm. once i pull those out but a seven and six and six is 19 19 so half of 19 so down so nine the road takes 10 no it takes 19 so where your shatter has gone off, from underneath the road, it bubbles up and then subsides back down um, as whatever rock underneath has broken down into the sewer and the road has now got a very large pothole. Yeah. Whatever that has happened to this golem, you, you can't see. Cool. Uh, I would also assume that that is very loud, which would therefore mean that yeah. the others would know where I am based on well there's also the, the that guard's ringing the alarm yes, bell yes but well, more specifically which... like they've seen me cast shatter before they know what my shatter sounds mm. like that gives them if they happen to yeah. be above surface and coming to help <laughs> some idea of where I am uh, yeah yeah um, and then I'm gonna take my movement to run away basically I'm gonna grab the bag off of the guard because it's mm-hmm. my bag with my stuff in it and I'm gonna run 30 yeah. feet inside the gate to put the guards between me and yep. it. Yep, yep. Uh, um, so you run 30 feet grabbing your bag as you run past the guard who was ringing the bell. They are surprised by this spike and then the shatter yeah. spell. So they don't offer any resistance as you just snatch the bag in yeah. their hand. They, they're still ringing the bell, but that's probably just muscle yeah. memory at this point. They are stunned as this mm. has happened. Are you looking back as you're running or are you just running? Uh, I think I'm probably aware of what's going on behind me, but not like I'm not running backwards, but I'm probably running Mm -hmm. and doing the occasional like check to see that it's not come through and closer and like... You hear that thumping again? It seems to be keeping rough pace with you. Like as you're running through the streets, it hasn't come up onto the street behind you. Now you've gotten into Oak Row, which you are familiar with. You know, from from where you are now, you know exactly how to get to your apartment. You know exactly how to get to Harold's apartment. You know which way to travel to the university. You know which way to get to the Irregulars. So you would have a lot of ground to cover cover to get there. And you'd be running down. Do I know where, because I've been there, but I just don't remember, Kate Mm -hmm. doesn't remember where Michael's, Michael and Gore's house is. That's in Lostwater. You know where that is. Is that close to the university or is that far from the university? Yeah, it's, it's, no, that's closer to the university. That'd be one of these, those two, like, the two spikes of housing that stick out from the river. Okay. I'm going to head essentially towards that bridge. 
between okay. for us to see. So you, and... you're running down the oh, main right. street. Like, you're not taking side streets. You're just running down the main I'm street. I'm probably sticking to one side, such that if I needed to, I could duck between buildings or down a side street, mm-hmm. if necessary. But I think I'm probably staying pretty much on that main street for the minute. Okay. All right. Hello, friends and fans. It's your friendly Dungeons and Doctorates DM, Ben, here to remind you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you do, I might see it and use your name as inspiration for a future NPC. Here we are in end of season territory. Yes, if you haven't realized already, this arc is the arc that kind of wraps up what I'm considering the first season of Dungeons and Doctorates. Some loose ends being wrapped up and some dramatic moments happening but it's not going to be the end of the show by any means there's more ahead i promise you that now if any of you would like to leave a mid-show message whether it's read out by myself kate joe ross as ourselves or as a character you can find the link to that via our link tree on all our social media and on our website dndoctorates.com just fill that out and then one of us can leave a message for you maybe you have your own podcast you'd like to advertise you know we'd love promoting and cross promoting give us a shout out we'll give you a shout out too in fact i'm going to use this moment to give a shout out to my very good friend david whose birthday happened very recently happy birthday david uh, i'm looking forward to catching up next time i'm i'm in brisbane you know, Ross got to tell you that his birthday was coming up. My birthday, as of this episode going out, will be tomorrow, Friday the 24th. So that's exciting. And if you also happen to have a birthday today, Thursday the 23rd, uh, happy birthday to you. Maybe, like me, you'll end up spending some birthday money and buying some DN Doctorates merch. Hey, that's right, we've got DN Doctorates merch. Uh, you can check it out at merch.dndoctorates.com or just follow the link on our website, dndoctorates.com, and check out some of the cool hoodies and jumpers and mugs and bags and things with DN Doctorates. The logo, the Ferro Masters University, Shield, Go Cubes, a whole bunch of cool designs. Uh, in fact, tell us what you want on merchandise because if there's something we've said on a show and you're like, I want that on a mug, tell us because we'll make it. Tell us what you'd like and then we can put those designs into reality. We can make them into the world, be real things. Anyway, you can check out the current designs we have at merch.dndoctorates.com. The next episode is coming out next Thursday, the 30th of September. So keep an eye out for that. I'm sure I'm going to have a bunch of you pounding on my Twitter door being like, Ben, where is the next episode? I need it now. It's coming out 30th of September, so we have to wait, unfortunately. But I'm not going to hold us up any longer. Let's get back to the episode right now. Let's jump back a few minutes with Harold and Meredith. There's the sound of what's... It's almost like a thunderclap. And you would recognize that. You've heard that a number of times now. That's that's Shatter. Mm-hmm. So that's Potentia. Yes, I presume so. Favorite of hers. Yeah. <laughs> so Meredith is like looking at, like, looks side up. I was about to say sidelong. <laughs> looks <laughs> up at, at Harold and is like, oh no, we need to get there now. Um, and like tries to speed up a little bit. Uh, you, you round a corner 
and you see up ahead the the gatehouse separating the two districts. There are a number of guards who are looking around. There's one that's still ringing a bell, looking panic-stricken. Mm-hmm. And there is a sizable pothole in the road in front of the guardhouse. Uh, and it looks like there are a number of guards running towards Oak Row. All right, I guess that's where we're going to go. Um, the guards are kind of fanning out as they leave the guard post here uh, to in and make their way into Oak Row. Um, so I suppose we would take whatever path makes the most sense sort of from where we are now to sort of where we suspect the action is taking place. Okay. I can make a survival if that's too complicated. Yeah, give me, to... give me a survival. Try and track where you think potential is in the city. Uh, 15. Okay. So with that, you make your way past these guards. They aren't like quarantining the area or stopping anyone from traveling. Do you run through or do you kind of act casual? What's the the play here? I think we'd be running. I, I don't think we have time to act casual. Okay. Uh, so as you, you run past, one of the guards calls out, Stay in your homes. It's dangerous out. I mean, they kind of know, oh, there might be a few that know who we are. I kind of feel like we'd ignore that. Yeah, me too. I'm just like, yeah. whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm ignoring that. I'm going to keep running towards Potentia. Okay. Until somebody like full on tries to stop me. Okay. Harold, you can hear in the, off in the distance, there's this thumping, like this, this rhythmic like thump, thump, thump. And that's, I think, where you're heading towards. Potentia, you are, you're running down that main street, keeping to the side, and this thumping is just following you. You can't see this thing, but you know it's there. You know it's behind you somewhere. And you are running through the streets. You get to the bridge, a 40 foot wide, 400 feet long bridge. And there is a splash behind you under the bridge second i hear that water splash i would have stopped and moved back the way i came from that's a something's changed something is different okay this huge wave of water rolls past you and then one tendrily arm reaches up in front of you wraps itself onto the bridge and then the hulking figure of the golem pulls itself up and onto the bridge in front of you maybe a quarter of the way across this bridge standing on the bridge and you are at the oak row end of the bridge we'll call it 100 feet from the edge of the bridge it's standing there it is 10 feet tall one of its arms is missing as you recall but it seems to have replaced it with just rotting bits of iron and hunks of wood that it's grafted to itself forming this hook for a hand its back is this mess of tendrils that whip around like an anemone. Anemone. Like an anemone. It's just this whip of tendrils around its back. It has, once again, that formless face, but it seems to have this crack where its mouth would be, and it is just this maw that embers are flicking out of, and it has this inner glow that is illuminating it. It looks very, very dirty as well as it's just come out of the sewer. Even after the, the splash in the river, it looks rotten. This this golem that you saw previously as this shimmering silver thing, it has been deteriorated and damaged and ruined by multiple encounters with your group and what it's been doing the past month. 
it now stands before you. Can I ask an observation question? Because she would know this, like this is the kind of thing that she'd pick up just by the nature of who she is. Mm-hmm. The guard bell that is ringing, has that caused people to appear from anywhere? Like, are there more bodies on this street? Are there less bodies on this street? Are there people coming from Ferramustus Uni? Are there like, what's the people? <laughs> what's the people? <laughs> Tell me. What's the, what's the, people, the people situation? Sit? You hear there are like the shouting of guards moving around somewhere. You don't know where they are currently. Um, they're definitely from behind you in Oak Row. Mm-hmm. You see a couple of people like poking their heads out of building windows to like, what's going on? They're having a bit of a sticky beak. Yeah. But people aren't coming out into the streets. Like a guard, a guard bell is ringing. People aren't coming out to look at that, especially not in the middle of the night. Sure. More specifically, I guess, on the other end of the bridge behind the golem, because if I've whipped and I can see it, that that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Do I see um, anyone, like any of university security, the guard, like the, the people of Michael's ilk? Like, do you know what yeah, I mean? Do you see any guard, guard cadets? Yeah, or... like the people who I would know as security or guards from uni, because I feel like my, my gut instinct is like, if the guard bell's ringing, that's something that they are all trained to react to anyway, like react to as well. While you might not know necessarily, it's possible that that bell is too far off to trigger guards Ferramastus to come running. Okay, if there are guards responding, they haven't appeared yet. Uh, okay. And anyone who was on the street, not that I assume that there were many people, if any, have gone? If they were around when this golem popped not up, anymore. they've dove for cover. They don't want to be here with this thing. Cool. Rampaging. Um, all right. In which case, I'm going to... Um, I have one, two, three... I have four spell slots left total. Two third level, one second level... One first one level. First level. Yeah. Like, none. I mean, I know it's going to be relative. It's going to be fire resistant because it's glowing and therefore hot, and therefore this is a problem. Um, I'm going to cast firebolt at it whilst running back towards the guardhouse. I guess, like, I'm just trying to keep a decent distance between myself and it. Okay. Uh, roll to hit with firebolt. Twenty, not net. That hits. The biggest and the smallest, a ten and a one, so uh, eleven. Okay. Your damage is not reduced, but it's not extra effective either. Okay, that's fun. For, for flavor, I'd like to hit it in the mask. Its face? Yeah. Your your bolt hits it, and it leaves a, a melted indentation. Nice. Because it's, it's already quite malleable given its heat, yeah. and your extra heat has just, like, pushed it a little bit. Yeah. Um, so you said you've turned around, you, you're going to start running? Y- yeah, basically I'm trying to, like, back up. I mean, I can only go my 30 feet distance so i'm mm-hmm. it's more like backing up away from it but like quickly i've only got six seconds but like you know yeah it's um flings back behind it grabbing one of these pillars on the bridge mm-hmm. and like an elastic band it rips back forward oh it's and a trebuchet this, great <laughs> it's hurls this this uh yeah this stone block uh, at you who is it harold and meredith you hear a loud crash stone hitting stone um, and you would even from from even where you are now, you would see like fragments of rock ahead of you shooting into the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Meredith is like muttering under her breath. She's like, "Oh my goodness, Potentia! Oh no!" It misses. What? <laughs> Squishy wizard! <laughs> the block flies over your head and slams into the ground in front of you. 
Okay, this is a big rock as well. Quote something from uh, Twitter I saw. This is a, a rock the size of a boulder. To quote Shrek, I like that boulder. That is a nice boulder. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. You can't just run over this thing. Yeah. How wide is it? We'll call it a five-foot cube-ish Great. thing. It hasn't moved, correct? No, it used its thing to hurl that rock at you. Okay, so I am going to whip back around and look at it. I'm then going to move 30 feet back. So I'll go diagonally five feet and then 25 feet back towards the guardhouse. So I should now mm-hmm. be, if my maths is any good, 120 feet from the golem, mm-hmm. which is fine. So now I am going to cast fireball so that it hits the golem because I am far enough away. And I would do it if there was anyone else on the bridge, which I don't believe there is based in our discussions, I would do it so it's not going to hit them. So it's just going to get hit within that 20 feet foot radius sphere. Is that mm-hmm. what it is? 20 mm-hmm. foot radius sphere? That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's that's that. Uh, so it has to make a dex check, and I need to get some d6 out. It rolls an 18. Okay, so it takes half of, of 8 d6. It's 36. Halved 18. 18. Uh, and if there's anything flammable in that area of the bridge, it's now on fire. <laughs> Whoops. Uh you scorch a bunch of the goo that was still on it. Just burn that away with the fireball. Uh, and it ignites flammable objects in the area that aren't being worn or carried. So if there's any like benches or that kind of stuff is actually what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the, the wood that it's welded to itself to form this this hook claw arm catches, but it doesn't seem to... It The golem does not seem to care. Yeah. As the light from your fireball fades you see a figure running up behind the golem. You couldn't quite see because of lighting, but with your fireball, it briefly illuminated somebody running up behind the golem. Knife in hand with a desperate leap, you see Raffi plunging his knife into the back of this golem. Sneak attack, buddy, do it! (laughs) But then the tendrils whipping around on its back snap shut around Raffi like a Venus flytrap, and he cries out in pain. 